I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media, recently back from tour edition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got back from Edmonton a few days ago. Um, We did three shows while we were there, Mm -hmm. but mostly the Justice for Laughs show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Very fun. The show we went to do was such a good time. Thank you so much, everyone who came out. We were really impressed and pleasantly surprised by the amount of people who came out to see us in yeah. a different province, so that ruled. It was awesome. Special shout out to Mav and Laura and Kyla. Yes, yeah. thank you guys so much for doing the work to get us there. God knows we wouldn't have done the work to get ourselves there ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that was so fun. The second show was weird. It was just, like, a bar show. Yeah. So it was, like, it was nice and, like, humbling to, to <laughs> I had fun there. do a shitty, a weird bar show in an empty room. Thank you, Riley, for coming out. We won't talk to you by saying your username, but thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And bringing us no rats and Alberta stickers. So cool. So dope. Yeah. And the mic we did at the Drynstone on Wednesday night was so fun. Oh my god, it was such a good mic. Best mic I've ever done, actually. Yeah, no, I would. I really wish we could have stayed the whole time if we didn't have to get up so early to fly out yeah. the next day. It was awesome. Shout out to Kayla. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you, Kayla, for, for coming to both shows, I guess. I guess <laughs> not that she came to the mic to see no, us, but, but she worked was out conveniently. And yeah, what else? The only thing that was strange was at the the Tuesday show that we did, the openers were so fucking weird to us. Yeah. Like straight up, we, we got to the show, we looked around, we walked into the green room, all the opening acts were already there. They were just like local openers and they didn't say anything to us. So then we left and then we came back and I was like, hi, I'm Ev. And then we did like a, like a ra- weird handshake round, round of shaking hands. And then they were like, oh, are you guys the podcast? Yeah, and then nobody said anything else, so we went to the green room on the opposite side of the stage. And then during our sets, they closed the door to the green room and didn't watch or listen to our sets. And then after the show, I had to go back into the green room to get my jacket, and I was like, hey guys, uh, good sets. And one girl was like, yeah, you too. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because we fully listened to all of their five minutes. I know. And I think that they were kind of upset because they had kind of bumped like a local headliner to book us. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, if you listen to us do comedy, then maybe you could form an actual opinion about whether that was valid or it, not. It's crazy right? that they it's crazy that they weren't that they Willing hated us to. before they even watched our jokes. Like yeah. hate me because I'm unfunny. Not because I have a beautiful face. Yeah. And a perfect ass. Um, you know what it was? <laughs> what? It was like a like it was like a social justice show and when yeah. we came in they were like, Who's this hot straight girl and this man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You you gotta open on a, oppressions first with these people or else they won't. Oppressions uh, first language. Yeah. yeah, they won't. It sucks you into their gain. And even then they'll be like, I don't know, she passes, does it count? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not straight? Prove it. <laughs> My friend got told to prove that she wasn't straight to someone so that she could not be kicked out of a show recently. <laughs> so funny. I mean. It wasn't even a gay show. <laughs> 
That's so funny. <laughs> I, I love toxic homosexuality. Honestly, that's like really me energy, but like I would never say it to someone. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's awful. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird because I, I was just like... I know I'm always like, oh, I'm trying to, like, I'm unfriendly, whatever. But these these people weren't making the bare minimum effort of, like, friendliness that you would make even at a party. Like, if they were yeah. acting like that at a party, I would have been like, okay, cunty, what or the like fuck? Or, like, a work meeting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they weren't meeting the bare minimums of friendliness. They weren't meeting the bare minimum of professionalism. And on top of that, I was like, okay, well, where I come from, you know, normally you're supposed to, like, be nice to the headliner. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, here's the thing. I don't need you to suck my dick, but it's just, like, a poor decision for yourself. And also, it's, like, what, sorry, like, a bunch of, like, unattractive, like, 21-year-olds who do local comedy in Edmonton who are there to do, like, five fucking minutes are, are too dead to talk to me. Like, sorry, no. <laughs> like, from my perspective, like, if I was them, mm-hmm. I would have been, like, there's, there's built-in conversation topics already. Like, even if you're awkward and you don't know how to be friendly, like, oh, hey, you guys are from out of town. How was your trip? What time did you guys get in? Yeah, literally. How's your hotel room? Like, it's so easy. It's so easy. And also, like, there's supposed to be, and I have experienced in the past before, like, solidarity between comedians. Yeah. Normally, if you enter a space and you're another comedian, it's like, okay, we can relax. We're all fucking loser dirtbags here. Yeah. <laughs> everybody chill out. So frustrating. Like, <laughs> Thank it, God everybody else was so friendly and nice. Everyone else was so nice. The people of Edmonton on the whole were, were like, amazing. Mm-hmm. To us, it was just really strange, and I was talking to my friend about this, but I was like, it, it's just, like, not a good professional decision, because it's like, now I don't remember any of those bitches' names. I don't. I, I don't even remember what they look like. If we go back to Edmonton, they will not be opening for us again. If they come here, we won't be getting spots for them or vouching for them, because no. obviously, again, they didn't talk to us, so I don't know who the fuck these people are, and I don't know why I would you know, yeah. bother helping them. <laughs> like, I'm way more willing to get spots for someone who's, like, just okay at comedy, but is, like, really friendly and nice and personable, and, yeah. like, that you feel comfortable putting your name on. Yeah. Versus someone who's even really good at comedy, but is literally such an asshole. Yeah. That you would feel bad sending them into a room with your friends. Definitely. Right? Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, I'm a 10... If you have any insight, comedians or Edmontonians, uh, as to what was up our opener's mutual ass, their shared ass, (laughs) the night of our show, (laughs) please DM DM me personally because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. I was telling this to like some of my friends who are mm-hmm. musicians and I think you had too and they were mm-hmm. like oh yeah musicians are like that and I was like okay well they were all comedians and they were like yeah that's weird but also why would musicians even be is it like a competition thing where you think you're like the only good person or my friend told me that one time she mm-hmm. went to Toronto to play a show with her band yeah and it was on St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. and they were like 
oh, we're all going to wear green. Let's contact mm-hmm. the other band and get mm-hmm. them to wear green, too, and we'll just, like, make it a thing. Like, it's, yeah. like, fun, like, whatever. And they contacted the other band, and the other band was like, yeah, we don't really do that. <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean? And that band was like, well, we always wear glitter on stage. And she was like, okay, our band name is literally Sparklesaurus. Check them out on Spotify. She was like, <laughs> she was like there's green glitter. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, they just, like, didn't want to be friendly. And she was like, okay, I guess we won't be friends. Great. Yeah, that's so that's so weird. Also, and then only like ten people showed up to their show, so it literally didn't matter. They could have done whatever they wanted. <laughs> like, I, w- I was thinking about this too, but I was like, okay, so these Edmonton light openers, these like local comments who have five minutes. Also, they all got paid. It's like you can't even be nice. You're getting you should paid be, to be friendly. You should be grateful that you're getting paid because there's a show that we're, we're headlining yeah. <laughs> like you're you're welcome you, you can give me your 50 bucks if you want to be a fucking ungrateful cunt to me <laughs> <laughs> i will accept it we should have been um, able to decide who got paid based on who was friendliest to us and who had the best sets yes it's like okay there's only three th- 50 dollar checks and there's five of you <laughs> So fucking work for you, little fucking worms. No. But, like, literally headliners, when we went to Toronto, were so nice to us. Literally yeah, people who doing, like, been non-paid spots. Who've been on Just for Laughs were like, hey, how long are you guys in town for? Like, do you want to know about some other show? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, being super friendly and <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's but just I was, I was just like... Okay, I'm still uh, I'm still a total piece of shit here, I guess. Cool. Guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah, I walked into that green room and Emma did comedy was like, get fucked. <laughs> Edmonton God. comedy said kill yourself. <laughs> really, most of the other comedians. Yeah. Uh, Everything else was great. Yeah, the, the host of the mic the next day was like, super nice obviously math was great like the butters were easy to work with and everything but wow (laughs) (laughs) what a time to be alive (laughs) shaking yeah fuck so what's going on with you you went to a show last night Mm -hmm. like a music show yeah i went to my friend's music show for folk fest um they sounded really good they played in a church so the acoustics were like really really good Mm -hmm. um she threw her back out though Right before the show. Yeah. yeah. I felt bad. That sucks. Doing what? Moving equipment? Oh. <laughs> Icon. That's glamorous. <laughs> yeah, it is glamorous. Yeah. But yeah, the show was good. Okay. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. What? Does she sing? Yeah. Okay. And plays guitar. Okay. It's like a four-piece band. So was she okay to perform with yeah. her back shitty? She was like hopped up on Tylenol and like uh, Advil. Right. Okay. I told her to get Robaxis in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. It's because she's been sick, so she keeps coughing, and she threw out her back coughing while lying in oh. bed. Have you ever, like, hurt your abs from coughing? Yeah. Dude, I pulled my abs one time, and it, it hurt, like, working out, and it hurts so much to just, like, be alive for the next week. <laughs> yeah, I threw I popped out my rib one time from coughing. Oh, God. But abs are worse because you have to, like, twist your body all the time. It's, like, everything that you do. I was, like, getting out of bed like an extremely old person. Like, I couldn't just do a sit-up like you normally do to wake up out of bed. I had to, like, roll out of my bed like a fucking slug. (laughs) My friend uh, dislocated her shoulder turning over in bed once. (laughs) That's so funny. 
what did I do? Oh, I didn't eat anything all day and then I got up too fast and I passed out in my kitchen and my brother thought I was doing a bit. So he didn't help me for like three minutes. Oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. My shitters were just really low. Yeah. And then I just got up super fast. Yeah. Because it was like weird because I was like, oh, my leg hurts when I stood up. Yeah. And then I took like three steps and then I just face planted on my kitchen floor. Happens. But because my bro- I was like out of the line of sight of my brother, but he saw me get up say my leg hurts, stumble, and then he heard a noise. So he thought I was doing some, like, stupid physical comedy bit, which is, like, honestly more offensive than anything else that happened. You would never. Yes. And then he was, he walked, he was like, what's going on? And I was like, what? And then he walked into the kitchen and he was like, oh my God. I'm glad he was here. I'm like, picked me up and put me on the couch. Not dead. No. I'm glad he was here because the problem with you is that if you pass out, it's probably because your sugars are low. So you're not getting back up. You know what I mean? It's not just like a lightheaded thing. No. (laughs) And then he force fed me some oatmeal and then I was fine and I like had like steak and potatoes and stuff for dinner. So I was like, okay. And very even after that, it was just like very much a case of me having had like a bit dinner the night before and then waking up and not being hungry and then before I even realized it it was just like 2 30 p.m and I hadn't eaten anything mm-hmm. and then I was just like womp womp <laughs> is that your physical comedy noise yeah yeah that's my catch me fucking doing trips trips and falls trips and falls <laughs> <laughs> could be the nuts of Jennifer Lawrence. I'm quirky. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, it's crazy because she's like, she's hot, but she's like, she's not cool. She's not even hot. I know. (laughs) It's insane how unhot she is. Uh, Personally, I think the height of comedy is when a girl who's like a 7.5 or hotter talks about like farting and drinking beer and like trips because she's like so clumsy. <laughs> I decided last night that the combo of like the hottest movie and the funniest movie, mm-hmm. like it's not the funniest on its own or the hottest on its own, but it's the combo that makes it the best movie is mm-hmm. John Tucker Must Die. Ooh, that is an insanely hot movie. It's really hot, and it's kind of funny, which makes it Jesse Metcalf isn't hot, but no. he's conventionally hot. He's, yeah. Penn Badgley's hot. Penn Badgley's hot, but and there's all of the, all girls the women are hot. hot. Yeah. Who's the fourth person? I can never remember, because there's Brittany Snow, mm-hmm. Sophia Bush, mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick, mm-hmm. and then who's the fourth girl in it? The blonde one? Yeah. Her name is, like, Ariana, her, maybe that's her name in the movie is Ariana, but she's been in a shit ton of stuff, and Ashanti. Oh, right. Yeah. see. Anna Kendrick's not in it. It, Wasn't she in it, like, as a bit part or something? Maybe. Yeah. But she's not one of the girls. No, she's not one of the girls. Yeah, it's Britney Stone, Sophia Bush, Ashanti, Mm -hmm. and Ariel, or Ariel, that might be her name in the movie, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like girl. she's like the type A one. She's like yeah. She's the, the, brown s- hair. the smart one, and then Sophia Bush is the hippie slut. She's the hottest. I caught best character, so hot. When I was um, in high school, but- I tweeted about John Tucker Must Die, and she responded to me, and I was like famous at my high school for a day because mm-hmm. everybody watched One Tree Hill. Oh, I never watched. I that. never watched One Tree Hill, mm-hmm. so I didn't know she was in it. But everybody okay. was like, "Oh my god, Sophia Bush responded to your tweet," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> 
my sickness is that I never watched the OC, but I did watch Laguna Beach, which is the reality show based on the OC. It's a mental illness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then I went to Laguna Beach and I was like, oh my God, is Stephen Coletti here? And then a bird shot on my head. <laughs> And then I accidentally stole from, like, a jewelry store because I was trying on rings and I just, my dad was mad at me. So I, like, had to watch out of the store and I had just, like, ten rings on. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. And then I stayed in the same hotel as an author that I really like while I was reading one of her books. And I was going to corner her in an elevator and try to get her to sign it, but I never saw her. Who was it? Sarah Druin. Oh, cool. She wrote Water for the Elephants. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was reading Ape House. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. There was an envelope addressed to her on the front desk, and I was like, no way. <laughs> you were like, holy, where? Holy shit. <laughs> LA fucking blows, though. The whole time I was there, I was like, man, I'm the only girl I have seen in three days who isn't blonde and is wearing flats. Yeah, LA kind of seems like it blows dick. Yeah, it definitely did. I've never been to New York, but I feel like I would like it better. I love New York. Okay. I really do like it. Yeah. My friend really likes LA, but I'm like, well, that's just because you have a job there. Yeah, like, there's no reason. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it's fine if you can get work there, but mm-hmm. otherwise it sucks. I like Mexican food. Yeah. That's the best. That's the nicest thing I have to say about LA is I like being near the ocean. I like Mexican food. Yeah. That's Not a it. great endorsement. No. <laughs> <laughs> My brother made me go to the Cheesecake Factory. I was so mad. I ate avocado spring rolls, though, and they were good. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our friends who's a local comedian went to mm-hmm. L.A. on vacation, and she opened for Dimitri Martin at the Comedy Store. On purpose? Yes. Yeah, like, so she, she went, got booked for that? So she went to a show the first night, mm-hmm. and then she was like, hey, can I, like, have a spot tomorrow mm-hmm. night? And he was like, yeah, fuck it. Whoa. That's how Laura opened for Dimitri. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. She also met Maria Bamford. Yeah. Icon. Network icon. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Why were we talking about LA? Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Okay. Yeah. Sophia Bush was definitely the best character in that. Ashanti's the cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And then Brittany Snow is just like the normal She's like new the normal server girl. Yeah. 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 Brittany Snow. I think so she's hot. really hot. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I was worried that that was like... A weird opinion. Yeah. I don't really like blonde chits, but she's really pretty. Yeah. She's got that Elizabeth Banks thing where she's blonde, but I still want to fuck her. She's also not naturally (laughs) blonde. Oh, that probably makes a difference. I don't think Elizabeth Banks is either. No. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, Should we talk about stuff? Yeah. Okay. So Shane Gillis from Mad and Shane's Secret Podcast. New York comedian got hired on SNL. SNL did their their cast Mm -hmm. announcements. And then immediately the internet freaked out because people dug up old podcast appearances of him in which he said a lot of slurs. Yes. Numerous. He said... Basically every slur. I'm pretty sure he said all of them except the big one, you know? Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is, like, he's probably said it. Oh, yeah. Just not in recording. Yeah. It's so funny that that's... I mean, it's not funny, but it's interesting that everyone seems to... Even the most offensive people seem to draw the line at the N-word. Yeah. At least... At least publicly. Publicly. Yeah. It, that's just because they know they can get in trouble. That's true. 
That's true. I yeah. guess that's one that people know that they can get in trouble for. Mm-hmm. So has he been dropped from SNL now? No. No? Okay. No. Yeah, he hasn't been dropped yet. There's just been a, a lot of calls for him to be dropped. Specifically, what he said was he said some some slurs about Asian people and definitely dropped, like, like the bit homophobic one. Comedians, mostly, that I haven't heard of have been... But they're, they're all blue checks or yeah. whatever are saying that what he did isn't okay. Andrew Yang tweeted about it, which was kind of funny. Yeah. I think he did some pretty offensive comedy bits, too, right? Like, some rape jokes and stuff, too. Yeah. In his stand-up. Honestly, I'm not super familiar with his work. The only time I had previously heard of him was him and the other guy did a guest appearance on an episode of come town when adam and stav were on tour okay so they came on come town but i didn't listen to the episode because why would you they were just on and there was no introduction yeah it was just i was like i don't recognize these voices yeah like what the fuck is and, going uh, on and girlfriend has an annoying laugh and she was on that episode too so i was just like oh, whatever <laughs> Yeah, no, I wasn't familiar with this guy at all, but our friend Jack Mm -hmm. used to do local open mic comedy with him. So funny. And said that a lot of his jokes were pretty, like, edgy at the time, so I'm assuming after he moved they got a little bit more, like, straight up offensive. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I'm gonna say again, like, I don't stray away from edgy or offensive comedy. I just always think that being funny is the most important part. Yeah. And just shocking people isn't funny. He just seems like an idiot. Like, I feel like he's not smart enough to write a good joke. Yeah, and to a lot of people, you know, saying stuff that you're not supposed to say... Like, it's like being a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. Like a class clown or whatever. It's... I'm not here to have a conversation about, like, honestly, how harmful the things no he said were. I don't think that that does any real... I think that it makes you kind of a shitty person. You know, whether or not it's it's in the context of jokes, if, if there's no joke written around the offensive thing that you want to say, it starts to look like you just want to say, say the offensive, offensive thing. Yeah. My issue is more with being kind of thoughtless and glib yeah. with your offensive commentary. Mm-hmm. At least Saying you, it with no purpose, right? Exactly. If, if you're... The only tool that you're using to elicit humor is the shock and the, the harshness of saying something people know you're not supposed to say, you're not being funny, you're not doing a good job. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's the, the best thing that's I a, really have to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I just think it's really funny that SNL didn't, like, vet him at all. It kind of seems like he was known for being offensive. Yeah. Yeah. So. But they're also, like, really... Like, SNL's super irrelevant, so I do kind of wonder if maybe... They did know. Yeah. I don't know. Publicity, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people were pointing to the fact it was kind of a start that they hired their first Asian cast member, and it was, like, the same year that they hired this guy who'd used a bunch of slurs about Chinese people or whatever. Are okay. you familiar with Bo and Yang's work? Yes, I am. Okay. Because he's friends with uh, Cat Cohen and Pat Reagan. Cat Cohen and Pat Reagan, yeah. Yeah. He's quite funny. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I is. was happy okay. for him that he got hired. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he's quite funny. Um, I honestly, okay, so I know that um Shane Gillis has said like a lot of like Asian slurs. Mm-hmm. To me, that's this is like a weird take, but it's worse than homophobic slurs. Okay, yeah. I just I feel like all racial slurs are worse mm-hmm. than like homophobic slurs. I and when people are really into Asian slurs, it really freaks me out because I'm like, what is your, like, to, problem? To me, I think I'm just more desensitized to straight white men using slurs against women and gay people. Yeah, it's maybe just that's part what it of, is. It's just part of the, <laughs> the language that a lot of them use in a way that isn't necessarily... Of course, it's pejorative, but they're not usually always applying it to... Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It just seems like you're really going out of your way to mm-hmm. be racist. Yeah, and I've, I've never found that that stuff... Because that's not... that That's exactly it. Like, even people still... Men still call each other you know, the gay words. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like when they're when they're friends or when they're fighting. Yeah. You don't pull you, you have no reason to pull to pull like a, a a racial slur. It's not like widely used or yeah. anything. You know what I mean? You're specifically using that to be pejorative towards the group of people that it is intended for. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to just calling a straight man a homo or what yeah. the fuck ever. It's something undeniably racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And I just want there to be a joke in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why be re- but like why be why be spicy? Why be edgy? To just not be, not be fun, it, funny. Well, I would assume that it's because he's racist. Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm uh, living in a like a weird bubble or or something. But I mean, like it always surprises me when we see people. Usually on like open mics and stuff just straight up do like racial racial humor yeah that's not really it it seems like there's a lot of younger guys who think that being funny is just saying the worst thing that you possibly can into a microphone yeah and you know what they're right, but there are no punchline. No, I'm kidding. Sometimes they're right, but sometimes no. they're not. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, no, they're wrong. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I don't, I just don't know. <laughs> you don't know what? Well, I know one thing for sure, and it's that SNL should be canceled. It should be canceled a long time ago. I don't we shouldn't think this, even be having this conversation. I don't think this guy should be fired. I do think that it's interesting that Andrew Yang called for him not to be fired and said that, you know, like, there needs to be more forgiveness and that people make mistakes. I also thought that the way that he apologized was interesting because, and I shouldn't say this, but, like, I kind of respect him for not apologizing sincerely because... He clearly doesn't think he that doesn't what he it. did was wrong. Yeah. And he didn't apologize. No. In the quote-unquote public apology that he made, which is arguably better than 
doing some bit self-effacing, raking yourselves over the coals. Very obviously insincere apology. He did make kind of a lot of, you know, he said, I'm a comedian, I push boundaries, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's all par for the course. We all we all yeah. understand that. And then he said, I'm happy to apologize to anyone who was actually offended, which I think was like a jab at kind of like performative outrage. Yeah, like I, I would prefer for him to not apologize if he doesn't mean it, because it at least allows people to make their own judgments mm-hmm. about whether they want to look into his comedy or not. Yeah. I hate when people have, like, apologies written for them by, like, publicists or whatever that yeah. they post. Or even if they do write it themselves, it's like, okay, well, if you actually meant it, like, it probably would have been addressed before now. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, people aren't just sorry for what they've done when people find out about it. Okay. True. Like, if he actually felt bad about it, mm-hmm. he, like... Even if you feel bad about it, though, why would you risk telling people that you did this stuff? Well, he would have erased its presence from the internet, I would hope. True. Like, if you... I think it was his own podcast. Yeah, like, you can take that down. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he wasn't... He didn't feel bad about it. So, so don't audios... pretend to feel bad. Yeah, I don't think he did, though. No, I know. I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you actually felt bad, you wouldn't wait for people to find out, probably, and then be like, oh, also, sorry. Uh. Yeah. Like, there's stuff you can do if you actually regret your behavior online. Yeah, definitely. The language of apologies is always very interesting. The language yeah. of public apologies. Mm-hmm. You can usually tell whether it's sincere or not. Based on the words that are used, right? Like, Definitely. And it's interesting what people choose to apologize for. Yeah. And what they... Like, I'm sorry either don't for address or explain away. Versus yeah. I'm sorry for saying, saying those this. things. Yeah. Yes, totally. exactly. With that being said, if I've ever offended anyone on this podcast, I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries and sometimes I miss... And if you go through my two years of comedy, I'm sure that you'll find a lot of misses. But if anything that I've ever said has actually offended anybody, I'd be happy to apologize Is that a to message? that person. <laughs> Is that a message to the Me Too kit girl? <laughs> it's a message to the, the bisexual community and the girl boss community and the mentally ill community. I was just going to say. <laughs> and... The girl whose clothes I took at that clothing swap who canceled me for it on Facebook afterwards. Uh. <laughs> Is there anything I need to apologize for while we're doing this? Yeah, toxic pseudo-masculinity. Toxic homosexuality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a perfect nose that everybody asks you if it's fake. <laughs> Sorry to uh, everyone who I've ghosted. Oh, come on. <laughs> Never apologize for that. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm just saying it. <laughs> Ghosting people is self-care. Sometimes it is. <laughs> not answering my DMs is self-care. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes. All right. Should we should we do some local news? Yeah. DBM on the scene. So the light rail transit in Ottawa opened yesterday. Um about 450 days late from its original 
uh, finishing point. That's honestly not bad by municipal politics. No, it's pretty good. Levels. I know people yeah. are pissed about it, but it's really not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's about twelve kilometers long. I rode the whole thing. Okay. Not because I particularly like trains. I was just killing time. <laughs> okay. And I'm gonna have to it's take it to work every day, so I would rather take it when I'm not trying to get to work. So Where's I know it how it from? works. It goes from Tunney's Pasture to Blair. That's it? Yeah. So it's like Tunney's Pasture, Bayview, um, Le Breton, okay. Parliament Hill, mm-hmm. Rideau, mm-hmm. and then it's like Campus Station, like fucking like Lees, Saint Laurent. There's something in between. Oh, um, Herdman, Saint Laurent, Tremblay, Blair. Okay. Yeah. 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 Real useful. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the shittiest like tram that was built on an existing transit way. Mm-hmm. for 12 kilometers that yeah. goes at the same speed as a bus like that's what it is guys really <laughs> essentially but with no traffic but with no traffic okay yeah it's like the most expensive project for the least reward to go from Tunney's pasture to blair yeah oh wow Woo. yeah <laughs> so they they fucked our bus routes up for like six years just to do nothing essentially um go off but well so okay my review mm-hmm. um it's like fine like okay. whatever you took it i took it yeah okay. i took i did the whole thing so okay it's like whatever um something that's really annoying is the station that i did go in on didn't have an escalator down to the track it only had stairs or an elevator and then it had an escalator going up in the other direction hmm. which seems like a big oversight doesn't make sense to right me. yeah seems weird yeah um the sub or the LRT is really loud okay because the train's really narrow and tall okay so it's really loud yeah like you can hear everybody talking it's very overstimulating mm-hmm. um yeah and like I saw the mayor twice when I was on the train I was like okay relax sir <laughs> your train's a year and a half late yeah honestly I don't hate public transit, but I'm just hoping people will shut the fuck up complaining about when the LRT is going to be made now. Yeah, everybody's whole thing forever was like, oh, the train's late. Uh, Like, there were so many people doing, like, jokes about it, too. And to me, it's, like, not interesting. No. Of course it's going to be late. Yeah. You know... It's a really horrible sign that you need to leave your house and go to something besides a comedy show in your office job if the only thing you can find to write jokes about is the LRT being 450 days late. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's so irritating to me. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyways, I saw a lot of uh, people who are very into trains that were very excited to take it, so that did make me happy. Oh, that's kind of cute, actually. A lot of my friends who were, like, personal support workers, like, took their clients on the train and stuff. Like, that was nice. That's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that. hmm Thank God I can get to Saint Laurent, the shittiest mall in Ottawa, easier now. <laughs> yeah, I love living in close proximity to the Saint Laurent shopping center yeah. where I can find everything I need. <laughs> I, uh, I can't fair hop anymore, though. Oh, fuck. Because they have turnstiles. Oh, damn. Yeah. Or they don't have, uh, train tops? Probably. Uh, but for the first three months, they have people, like, explaining how to use the turnstiles, so I can't even jump the turnstiles, because there's people literally standing next to them. I got a ticket for talking shit to an OC transfer cop. That's hot. <laughs> what happened? I jaywalked at Herman Station. <laughs> <laughs> and he taught me 
and told me he was going to write me a ticket, and I told him uh, I'd pay it if he was a real cop. <laughs> Dude, I didn't tell you this yet, but I talked shit to someone last night. Really? Kate, you know that local comedian who always sits on a couch while they're doing comedy and they're really unfunny? Yeah. And they've, like, locked me in, like, really uncomfortable conversations a few times at shows? Yeah, remember when I was hosting and they they did their whole set of being sad about their life sitting down on the couch and I was like, woohoo, am I the only one who needs to go to therapy this week? (laughs) And everyone was like, that's mean. It's true, though. (laughs) So they were at my friend's show last night, and they came up to me after and were, like, trying to talk to me, and I was like, okay, great, like, thanks for saying hi. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like, uh, like, leave, and they kept trying to talk to me, and I said, no offense, but I don't have to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair. And how did that go? Did they leave? Yeah. Okay. Good. Effective. Well. Effectiveness 100. (laughs) We're not performing on the same show. I don't have to talk to you. No, literally. It's like, I'm not here to do a job. This is my personal life. Yeah. I don't have to... Yeah. And also, like, a person doesn't really... It's not gonna fuck you. No, I don't To not be care. polite to that person. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, my, uh... I got asked for my review of the LRT yesterday on Facebook, and I said, it's a train. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like, I really have... People have so many fucking feelings about the stupid train. Why would you care? yeah i literally am relying on public transportation and i could care less yeah i honestly think that even if i did take public transit more often i wouldn't care really feel any kind of way about it i'm like i'm just glad it's done yeah I just, I just want people to, like most things, it's like, I don't really care that much about it, but I'm sick of hearing about it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, I feel that's more. kind of my definitional attitude about, like, a lot of, like, local things that don't fucking matter. Like, changing yeah. recycling day or something. It's like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Who cares if recycling's on Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. Not my? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm like. I just want them to start phase two of the project so that I can take the train from Canada. That's all I care about. Yes. Right now, mm. the project does less than nothing for me. So yeah, I because you care. already got a bus halfway into the fucking city to yeah. take the train. And it doesn't take any time off my commute. No. So, whatever. Why would you care? Why Unless you lived, like, in proximity to a train station or yeah. something. Good for you. Wow. And everyone who has opinions about it doesn't live near the train. Fucking, most people who have opinions about it don't even take transit. It's a fucking boomer thing to care about. It's like, yeah. okay, I know you have a white Ford Escape. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the vanity plate that says, like, love to ski or some shit. Love to ski? <laughs> love to ski do? <laughs> it says, like, go sense, go. Dude, I was so disturbed when I tried to walk onto the train because I immediately saw my ward counselor, the mm-hmm. mayor, and a Red Blacks player, which is the local football team. I was like, does everything have to be a fucking event? <laughs> it does It does for you. You had to go put in face on the LRT because I wasn't available. And they were like, where is DBM where, representation? Where is DBM on the, at the launch of the LRT? <laughs> I almost got a picture tried to get a picture with Jim Watson just so that I could post it on my Twitter and say, uh, I hate gay people. <laughs> <laughs> You're so problematic. Do you think you should have tied to him? 
I would have if I had taken oh, it. God, God. Um, our friend KB posted an Instagram story the other day mm-hmm. because they were doing construction outside their apartment at mm-hmm. two in the morning. And they posted an Instagram video and they were like, why is there construction outside my apartment at mm-hmm. two in the morning at Jim Watson? Yeah. And he watched the video and didn't respond. Ah! <laughs> like it was like seen by Jim Watson. Oh my God. Well. Well. Big question. Why are you doing construction at two in the morning? Good. Good question. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about in selfies? Yeah. Self-taken shots of involuntary celibates <laughs> so i guess there was a thread or there's a sub there's a new subreddit, subreddit of selfies of incels they- so we can see the face of virginity yeah it's guys who post pictures it's actually been around for a while because mm-hmm. i used to look at it sometimes because it made me laugh okay um people would People post pictures of themselves and then they ask for feedback on how they can become more attractive to women. Right. Yeah. And again, like someone was posting them the other day and they're all normal looking guys and some of them are even like relatively attractive. And it's like, yeah. okay, you're off-putting. You have a horrible personality. It's it, You must it's have very, an awful personality. It's very clear. Yeah. And like some of the guys that are ugly, I'm like, oh, you're just like basic ugly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're entry level ugly. Well, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, guys that like have like bad skin and like a bad haircut and like look like they play video games you know what i mean and that's like lots of those guys have girlfriends yeah and also a lot of those things are kind of easy to fix yeah and it's like mostly just like aim for your level you're just try to be your hottest yeah you know which is which is like don't be unrealistic about the type of women that you're going to be able to date that's a big problem for a lot of yeah. them. I think I think that they have unrealistic expectations. expectations about what sort of like women that they deserve and stuff because yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. But is it's a hard lesson. Like, yeah, these guys just need to focus on being like as attractive as they possibly can. Yeah. For themselves, not comparing themselves to like every super handsome Jack's die. No, and it's or like, whatever. well, if you're comparing yourself to those people, then how can you look more like that person? Probably, like, yeah, clear true. up your skin, go to the mm-hmm. gym, drink more water, Definitely. eat healthier. Yeah, like, get a better hair tie. Yeah. It's find like, clothes that fits you. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, and I know that that's, I guess, why they're posting pictures of themselves, because that's the type of feedback that they're looking for, but I doubt any of them are taking that feedback. That's true. Right? Yeah. I know that, like, because we talked about this a long time ago in the podcast when we had Evan McDonald mm-hmm. guest on it, but it oh, yeah, seems like a lot of surgery. these, the incel surgery, it mm-hmm. seems like a lot of these guys legitimately have body dysmorphia. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it seems like they don't know what they look like, which is relatable, but. I think that there's, like, you know, I'm always kind of skeptical of you know, the dangers of online or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do think that being extremely online can feed pre-existing body dysmorphia. Oh, yeah. I know that personally, like, I had to definitely stop following influencers and stuff because I was just using it to, like, torture myself. So what I do now, like, what I did yesterday or on Friday was I just went to the gym and immediately realized that there were two women who were much better looking than me in the gym, and I just made myself feel bad about it in real life by just staring at them the whole time I was there. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> which is inspiring, right? You, you can log off and still hate your fucking life. 
Well, my thing is, it's, like, I understand, like, not knowing what you look like, Mm -hmm. for sure. Or, like, not knowing if other people find you attractive. But, like, most of the time, if you are not getting any attention from the people that you're attracted to, Mm -hmm. like, you have no... If you're a guy and you have no female friends Mm -hmm. and women are, like, repulsed by you, it's probably not the way you look. That's true. Right? Well, there are lots lots of unattractive people who fuck. There's lots of unattractive people who fuck and there's lots of unattractive people who have female friends. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you can't even get Mm friend-zoned, it's your personality. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. There are a lot of women who are much nicer than me who will, like, spend time with ugly men or whatever if they don't have to, like, for work or... Yeah. (laughs) No, but there is, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course. It's okay to be ugly. It's not a crime. It is Mm. a crime. It is a crime to have Mm. a bad personality. (laughs) Yeah, if you're ugly, at least be nice. Yeah. How about that? Do one. Work work on being funny. Yeah. Write some jokes. (laughs) get a hobby make get a good career (laughs) we've talked about this on the podcast before but like i would i cannot recommend enough for guys that are unattractive to work on developing a hobby in like a niche area that women participate in totally you know sorry gaming isn't gonna do it it's not niche and also not a lot of girls really do it and or it's not really it's like not a, a group hop- a- yeah. it's not a group activity consider improv yeah improvisers fuck improvisers really fuck. fuck and they're they're not attractive <laughs> do organizing do, do- Get into <laughs> develop politics. socialist politics. You, you can fuck if you're ugly, and you're a dude, and you you're an organizer. Uh. <laughs> Get into rec league sports. That's a big one. You don't have to be good at them, dude. My friend Tom is like not super hot, and he fucks so yeah. much, and it's from doing activities. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be me, but the luxury of being hot is that you never have to do activities. That's true. That's why <laughs> we don't someone, do anything. Unless someone forces you to. Yeah, I tweeted about this, but people kept asking us what we did in Edmonton, and it's like, okay, we were there for two days, and we were primarily there to do shows. Like, obviously, we didn't do anything. No. So I was like, yeah, we changed outfits a bunch and went to, like, a bunch of different Starbucks, which is true. It's true. We left our apartment one time and drank some broth with Mav. Yeah. <laughs> um... I went liked, to, like, a skinny restaurant. Like, yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> I tragically underpacked because I didn't know it was going to be cold. So I was really cold the whole time. And also I popped two pairs of heels and one pair of flats because that's just uh, what's right for me. But it may... <laughs> it and may I brought two around. sweaters because I knew Ev was going to underpack. Yes, that's true. You bought three sweaters. Or two sweaters and a flannel. Yeah. Yeah. And also the second day I just had a migraine, which sucked so much because I truly wanted to drink like at slash after our show and I did it. And the next day I still woke up with a pounding headache and I was like, oh my God, Jesus hates me. (laughs) And I was sick from inhaling laundry powder at work. Yeah. So (laughs) So, like we didn't do anything. To answer your question, we never, we did not do anything. We will never do anything and And stop asking us about it. (laughs) Because we're hot. So famously, we're also just tragic layabouts. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's really funny because I know that you always say improvisers are ugly, but they fuck. Mm-hmm. And I f- honestly legitimately feel like every improviser who has good social skills and is hot mm-hmm. will either stop doing improv mm-hmm. or make their own improv team with only their friends and refuse to socialize with other improvisers. Which is good. Yeah. That's aspirational. Yeah. The main reason why I think in- improvisers are ugly is that, like, yes, they're ugly in the physical sense, but also most of them have truly deeply annoying personalities. personalities. It's like big musical theater energy, local. It's because local you can pay to join an theater. improv team, right? Yeah. It's not like stand up where you really, the only option is to be like marginally good and or marginally have social skills. You can be, yeah, you can be annoying as a stand-up comic, but those people, you don't usually have to be around them that much past a certain point unless their thing is that they're annoying. Yeah. And then they're just really loud and they, like, yell on stage and stuff. Yeah. But, like, with improv... Make noises, you you know. You don't actually have to get booked ever because a lot of places will have, like, improv schools that just book their own shows, and then their students make their family and friends come, right? Yeah. Whereas with improv, you actually have to, or with stand-up, you actually have to be able to get booked. Right, so. yeah. If you're annoying. Yeah. And unfunny. You Presumably, at a certain point, you won't. Yeah. What other activities can incels join? Okay, so we, we've said, like, rep sports. Yeah. Uh, if you play an instrument, you can start a band. Yeah. Or go to music shows. Definitely. Yeah. You could even like shit where you just have to leave your house to do it, but it's still kind of like gaming adjacent. I know people literally like doing fucking like board game stuff. Yeah. And whatever. Honestly. Honestly, even getting into like cosplay or like LARPing is like objectively nerdy and embarrassing, but a lot of people do it. And you'll also meet girls that are on your own level there. Yeah. <laughs> Magic the gathering tournaments. Yeah. 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 Uh not not to shit on my brother, but my brother is a is an MTG icon and also a Warhammer icon. Warhammer, yeah, yeah, definitely. There are no girls in Warhammer, though. No. Yeah. But you so. can make male. If friends. you're gay and tall. Yeah. Play Warhammer. <laughs> Play Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's the only activities that exist. Join a bowling league. Yeah, hiking's kind of like solitary. Oh, get a dog, maybe. Yeah. That would kind of alleviate some of the loneliness, but also you can meet people. At the that's dog at- park. that's activities yeah. that you can do definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think being no Having a pet is a really good sign to women that you're not a serial killer. That's true. So if you have trouble with social interaction, it's mm-hmm. a really good sign that you are an okay person up front. And it's just good to learn, honestly, to focus on something outside of yourself. yourself. Yes. Even fucking taking care of a plant, taking care of your home. Anything. Take, will motivate you to, like, take care of yourself. Yeah. Before you have to learn to be in, like, a reciprocal relationship with another person. Become a sneakerhead. <laughs> yeah, literally. Get into liter- skateboarding. Literally anything. <laughs> Honestly, I think, mu- I think music is a dead one. Yeah, because, like, you don't have to be good at music. You can just go to shows. Mm-hmm. Incels actually can do- also even, like, do comedy. Oh, yeah. You can write jokes. You can write stuff. As yeah. long as it's not, like, psychotic blog posts. Yeah, or manifestos. Like. Yeah, that's still solitary, but, like, you can meet people. I think it's just about, like, building community. Yeah. Honestly. That isn't with other incels. 
Yes. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, the incel community originally started for, like, positive reasons. Yeah. Like, in order to build community and, like, try to alleviate some, like, loneliness and, like, kind of do mutual support and stuff. But, but it it's really so just toxic. has become so toxic and, like, really shifted the blame. It's like, here's what I hate about men, okay? Okay. When they have a problem, they never blame themselves. No. It's like, Ever. and here's, Ever. and I hate, I hate that about like, you know, I always <laughs> say that like, <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad, but like mental illness or like addiction or like any any sort of like whatever toxic problem that you like may have or whatever, it only becomes really like destructive and impossible to be around you when you like externalize it. Yes. If you only turn your problems in on yourself and like either sometimes it's destructive, but sometimes it's also like positive, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people have really developed themselves out of a place of loneliness. Totally. You know, yeah. like, I I was talking about this recently, not on the podcast, but the first time I tried to get sober, I was, like, extremely lonely because I was living in a different city and I'd, like, gone through a breakup and I was, like, really socially isolated because mm-hmm. a lot of the people I knew, I knew from partying and whatever, like, they didn't want to hang out yeah. sober and stuff and I was young and that's honestly what forced me to initially kind of start working out and it was the first time I ever bothered trying to like keep my house clean and like do groceries and make food or whatever you know what I mean and those are all positive things I still try my best to do even though you know and those are still sets that and then I made some friends literally from like being into food yeah. Or going to the going gym. To the gym. Like, Doing I started sports, working whatever. at a yoga studio. I made friends. Yeah. Like, it's. I made friends with people who were, like, in the kinesiology program because they would, like, all do volunteer positions, like, at the gym and stuff. It's yeah. like, you can literally. <laughs> if you turn your hatred inwards and use it to better yourself versus, like, just projecting it onto blaming everyone else in the world for your problems, like incels do with women a lot of the time, you really will have better incomes and then you'll laugh at yourself that you ever felt that way. Felt that (laughs) way, literally, yeah. Yeah, I guess (laughs) the most important thing to remember is, like, you not doing well with women doesn't have to do with other people that you perceive as competition. That's true. It's yeah. 100% about you, mm-hmm. either the fact that you are not presenting the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. or it has to do with you being unrealistic about who is attainable to you, specifically. Yeah. And, like, pussy isn't a finite resource. Yeah. That's the, the stupidest attitude. Like, it's not like, you know... Bernie Sanders, like, 1% of hot guys are fucking, like, 99, 90% of the pussy. Like, no. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. That's literally not how it works. And I, I hate intersexual competition so much because it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but have you ever, has someone ever been really rude to you when you're in a group space and there's other people that they might find attractive, regardless of whether or not you're attracted to those people yeah, or well, like that's why most lesbians don't like me yeah of of course I the same reason that i don't do well with like strange women 
especially if we're in a large group, especially, especially if there are men there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, no, I'm like, I don't want your fucking oddly boyfriend. Or the other one is Mm -hmm. when people are rude to you because they think that you won't be attracted to them. Yeah. Which happens more with women, I think. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure you've experienced this, like, in groups of, like, gay women, and -hmm. they'll be really mean to you because Mm -hmm. they think that you're not, like, a viable, like... Yeah, definitely. Option, right? Yeah. No, men will do that. Men do that, too. Too. And my favorite type of man that's attracted to me is the one who's really, really mean to me and vocal about how badly he's not attracted to me. Like, it's definitely... I've seen that happen Yeah, what you can definitely tell is that he's definitely not Not attracted attracted to me and he needs to tell everybody. (laughs) You just need to make it really clear that he's not attracted to you. Just in case anyone ever thought when nobody asked if he was attracted to me, he just needs everybody to know that he's extremely not, not, and I'm not even that hot, and I'm probably a bitch slut. (laughs) No, yeah, I definitely, like, experienced that a lot with other, like, gay women, I guess. Yeah, and then... either feel like I'm their competition. Mm Mm-hmm. Or they feel like I wouldn't be attracted to them, so they're mad at me. That's... Right? Which I literally mm-hmm. have no friends that are lesbians. Mm-hmm. I made my first lesbian friend, like, mm-hmm. a month ago. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. And I'm 23 years old. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, like, not friends with any, like, femme straight chicks. Yeah. All my... I have, like two straight female friends and they're both like big tomboys yeah like that's <laughs> that's the that's the whole of them the whole all thing. my other friends are like men and lesbians basically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean understandable <laughs> but it's so weird also especially like on intersexual competition again like when you you enter a situation on the defensiveness, yeah. ready to view everybody as your competition, ready to view any way that somebody treats you as, like, a... A positive or a negative. It's, it's particularly a negative. Like, you're mm-hmm. doing, like, you know, like, attribution errors and stuff and any kind of... Anything that somebody says or does to you, you're like, oh, why? well, why the fuck would they do that? What do they mean by that? Yeah. You know, like, you perceive it as, like, a, a slight or, like, an act of aggression. You're not setting yourself up to have a positive social interaction ever in your entire no. life. Also, again, like, for incels, like you said, like, there are activities that don't have women. But, like, having friends of the same gender is also a great sign. Some of those is, friends it, might have friends who are women. Yes. Also, just just having fr- having friends and doing activities with your friends. This is really bottom of the barrel advice, but it's like it makes you seem like a safer, more normal person. Absolutely. If you do activities yeah. with your friends. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's chill. <laughs> please. And that was Incel Corner from Dumbbell. This Media. was Incel Corner. Male comedians, please feel free to use any of those pieces of advice. Uh, it's for you too, babes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yes, everybody, women can be incels. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We didn't mean to do any fem cell erasure uh, in that last segment. Should we just move on to beefs? I yeah. mean, okay, I just want to say one thing. The last topic that we had 
written down was Bernie's huge dick, but I think it's the picture speaks for itself. If you haven't seen it, you're told Bernie's dick. He had a massive dick print in his blue dress pants. Yep. In a recent photograph, and we all knew it. We just we just need to make sure everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Should we talk about the internet? Sure. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. Okay. All right. You have a beef? I do. Okay. Let's go. So my beef is about airplanes. Ooh. And how people don't know how to act on an airplane. Go off. (laughs) (sighs) Agreed, but continue. We had some trouble with the people sitting in front of us on the plane on the way to Edmonton and the way back. Both times. Both times. The first one was a woman who was just like being a cunt. But on the way back, I think (laughs) these people just legitimately did not understand how to act right on an airplane. Yeah, so on the way there, this I saw this chick being r- rude to everybody. She, like, she sat down, and then two guys who were... She was sitting by herself. Like, there was no one in the seat beside yeah. her. And these two guys who were friends who had tickets for separate seats asked her if one of them could trade with her so that they could sit together beside each other. And she was like, no, I'll be staying here. And I was like, okay kind of uh unnecessary but whatever if you don't want to move i guess whatever but the way that she said it was was just insane and then i had to bend over and get something out of my bag and my head touched the seat because she had her seat pretty far back and then when i was like bent over getting something out of my backpack and she slammed her seat back and hit me in the fucking head yeah and i was like okay (laughs) like go off and then she left her seat like that for the rest of the plane ride and mm-hmm. then the like like flight attendant was like hey can you put your seat up like we're yeah. we're landing and she was like it is up <laughs> okay <laughs> just a bold face lie <laughs> yeah, i was like okay okay anyways and then on the way back um these women put their seats back so far that the seat in front of me was literally like less than a foot away from my face yeah and one of them spilled ev's coffee by putting her seat back way too fast and hitting the tray yeah she spilled my whole coffee in my yeah. lap which was really awesome and then I, I was like hi you just spilled my entire coffee in my lap and she was like oh oh my god sorry i didn't know you had a coffee it's like yeah this is my area you dumb bitch (laughs) (laughs) they i think just didn't know but i just want to give some tips to people on the airplane sorry i didn't know you had a coffee it's like i literally have a tray for snacks and drinks yeah like don't shoot your seat back at fucking 60 kilometers an hour (laughs) my three tips for an airplane are Mm. do not put your seat all the way back yeah. Unless there's no one sitting behind you. If you're so old, these are all just like boomer broads. Yeah. It's like, yo, if you're so old that you can't sit up for a whole flight, it's like pay for first class. Pay for okay. first class or business class, whatever. Yeah. So that's my first tip. Don't put your seat all the way back. The second mm-hmm. one is um, when you're bringing your bag down the aisle, either carry it in front of you or directly behind you yeah. so that you're not hitting people. Yeah, that's a good one. And then the third one is when you're putting your bag in overhead storage, mm-hmm. make sure you're leaving space for other people to put their bags. Play a little bit of Tetris. Yeah. Don't take Use your fucking brain. half the compartment or to let have the flight your attendant help or whatever. You. Yeah. Because there is adequate space. People yes. shouldn't have to, like, stride check. Yeah. So stupid. <sighs> Thank you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I hate air travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you got a beef? I do. So I was on the internet and I was seeing that it was a trending topic that the iPhone 11 has three cameras in it. Oh, yeah. And people are going to say that it's extremely triggering for people who have trypophobia. Yeah. Which is a 
fear of small holes that are clustered together. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, okay, trypophobia, fear of holes, lol, you're all virgins. But then I was like, what is this? And why are people being so serious about it? Yeah. So then I doodled trypophobia and I was immediately really grossed out by all the pictures that I was seeing yeah. for like the examples that they have. And it actually made sense because not the iPhone thing, that's ridiculous and yeah. people should grow up, honestly. But what I thought as soon as I saw the example pictures was I was like, oh, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's not scary. And it's, like, apparently seeing holes clustered together does elicit a nervous system response, which is more akin to disgust than anxiety, because, and this was what I was also thinking, as soon as I saw examples, it looks like disease. Yeah. It looks like disease to stand, like, if you've ever seen special effects makeup, it's, like, that thing that people do where there's a bunch of Like, bumps, or, like, not bumps, but, like holes in skin it looks like rotting Mm -hmm. flesh basically and like apparently it's just like an evolutionary response but i would argue that three cameras on the back of an iphone shouldn't be enough to elicit it i think that trypophobia is like literally the marker of the beginning of like really like woke culture okay because there's a huge misattribution Mm -hmm. to what is a normal response and mm-hmm. I assume some people probably have a more strong response to seeing something like that because it, yeah. it is a, yeah it's a nervous system response mm-hmm. and people have misapplied it to like normal stuff yeah for the sake of looking like they're woke and advocating for other people and another example of that mm-hmm. is when everyone was on tumblr mm-hmm. people would always tag photos of people who were like looking directly at the camera mm-hmm. as scopophobia which is the fear of making eye contact which is something that some people experience mm-hmm. but they would tag it because it might be triggering for people who don't like making eye contact to see a photo of someone looking directly at the camera so that's like a weird other misattribution thing and both of those mm-hmm. were like very very popular as like trigger warning tags okay because it's like ultra woke signaling to like advocate for other people's like discomfort right so you already knew about trypophobia because you were on tumblr yeah okay this was my first encounter with it but like i said like it definitely immediately i was like oh yeah like people like there were pictures of like honeycombs and stuff and i was like oh it looks like diseased skin and then i read about it and i was like oh that's literally why people are grossed out by it but the thing with the iphone is it's like first of all it's like i just Obviously, people have varying responses to stuff. This can't be a bad enough example of something that would elicit that nervous system response. It can't be affecting... Something that's not that bad can't be affecting that many people that strongly, is my initial thought. Second of all, I'm kind of wondering how this sort of you know, woke response to what can or can't make somebody have a a nervous system response will result in uh, changes to, like, industrial design or even building design because it's like, I'm sorry, but we can't accommodate every possible iteration of what might make somebody feel weird. It's like, okay, square buildings make me feel weird. It's like, okay, now we're only going to have round buildings. And then it's like, okay, somebody else is like, Round buildings, Round buildings make, me, make feel me feel weird. It's like, okay, at a certain point, if something makes you feel weird, you gotta accommodate yourself. 
Well, that's the thing is it's, like, <laughs> a lot, like, anything that's, like, a phobia, it's, like, mm-hmm. usually it's based on some sort of, like, logic, right? Like, people yeah. are afraid of spiders, people are afraid of, like, mm-hmm. open water or whatever. Yeah. But anytime something reaches the point of phobia, mm-hmm. that means that you need to seek counseling. Also. Nobody should have to live like that. And no. it's not reasonable to live with a phobia because other people also experience that fear. Yeah, and you can't be... Uh, like not leaving your house because there are smartphones that have three cameras yeah that's that's like, ridiculous i'm sure there are some people who legitimately experience this mm-hmm. so badly that it was upsetting for them to see it yeah that's not healthy or normal no and also the other thing that i was reading just I, I was like i find this sort of thing kind of fascinating is that the proposed therapy for trypophobia is exposure well yeah so trigger warnings don't help do anything no. aside from make sure that people aren't triggered at, at inappropriate times. Inappropriate times, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the, the treatment for any th- any phobia is exposure therapy. Yeah, definitely. And and also it's like, you know, not to it's it's so silly when when people make woke points about this. It's like okay, people are people are doing woke points about, you know, people having to see a picture of the iPhone 11 having three cameras or whatever but it's like i i'm like extremely extremely claustrophobic like very very claustrophobic and it's like do you know how many daily situations you come into contact with like claustrophobia literally if i spent my whole life trying to avoid that i would never be able to leave the house i wouldn't be able to take airplanes it's a good example i had a panic i've had a panic attack (laughs) in several airplanes several elevators whatever fucking change rooms like in (laughs) yeah in crowds you know any sort of space that has like a low ceiling whatever tents anything like that you can't let that sort of thing run your life and i do unfortunately think that like when it comes to a lot of stuff like trigger warnings kind of just fail to acknowledge that part of normal life is experiencing discomfort. discomfort and it's different if it's something like it's like nobody wants to see a picture of a fucking person cut open yeah on the timeline or something that's universal mm-hmm. you don't need to trigger warning it maybe just don't i mean you should trigger warning it if you post it but it's like maybe don't post it because nobody wants to see that people go out of their way if they yeah, want to see reasonable. violent imagery yeah. right but with something that's like a lot of people are perfectly the large majority of people are perfectly okay with and you know the rest of us experience discomfort and stuff it's like you just have to realize that a lot of stuff that's gonna make you panicky or uncomfortable is fine for other people and a lot of stuff that you're fine with is gonna be panicky and uncomfortable yeah for other people learning to navigate that on your own is just kind of part of taking care of your own psychological health well one time (laughs) i got dm'd about something that I posted on my Instagram story. It was mm. a it was a screenshot of an article about some sort of, like, homophobic violence that had happened or something. Mm-hmm. I posted it on my Instagram story, and then someone messaged me and was like, you should put a trigger warning before that. And I was like, what? You're going to read it all as soon as it opens on your screen? You can't skip past it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not putting a fucking trigger warning up for an article. No. You have to click in to read it if yeah. you want to. Yeah. Yeah. One that I was really, I was kind of a little bit shook by, but there's just literally nothing I could do about it because it was a picture. But when the memes of the punched walls were going around, I was having a really, really hard time. And 
it sucked because it was like it was jokes you know and it, it was it was just ongoing for like it was two weeks of twitter and it's like you know what if it's really such an issue I can, like, I can log off. I cannot not look yeah. at that or whatever. I tried muting, like, <laughs> the, the phrase format. just found out about. Yeah. And, like, a lot of stuff still kind of slipped through because obviously not everybody's adhering perfectly to the, the meme format. Yeah. But... That helped, it, though, I'm sure. Of course, but, it, but it's, like, I understand that that's really funny to most people and I can acknowledge that like you know outside of my own experience that is funny and there's no way to trigger warning that no but it's like now if I see a picture of a a a hole punch in a wall it doesn't make me feel good but it doesn't immediately make me spiral which was unknowingly to me what was going to occur <laughs> when yeah. I was first starting to see those yeah. posts. So it did right. work. It, it, did, it, did, help. it did help yeah. because I saw so many of your fucking shit. I hope you all enjoyed making your shitty punch <laughs> I'm not mad, but like, know. you know what? I, it's, yeah. funny, it's funny how people are like, people are like, oh, be polite to people who <laughs> don't want to look at iPhone cameras, but... A punched, a punched hole in the wall is it's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Domestic violence jokes are fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all good. Should we do a dumb bitch? Yeah. Okay. I got one. It's time for dumb, dumb bitch, bitch of, of the week. week. Okay. For, I'm, I'm going to do one from Twitter first. Okay. It's just short. Yeah. This guy sent me a message that said, hello, do you sell scantilies? I hate that. And then I, I tweeted British motherfuckers be like, do you sell scantilies? <laughs> and then he said, I sent you an unsolicited solicitation. Please respond. <laughs> Six hours later. I never opened the res- the Scantilies. The response. That's so disturbing. It, it was, yeah. Okay, let's see what I got here. Gotta scroll through my many DMs. Okay, uh. this guy said on Instagram. Hey, beautiful, I came across your profile and I'm really interested in you. I'm willing to pay you a daily allowance of $200 daily for an online arrangement. Hit me up if you are interested. If not, kindly ignore, no offense. I'm looking for an honest girl who can make me happy, who will always be there for me when I'm bored. Send me pictures, make me feel like a man online, like a sugar baby, and I will give you a down payment so you know I'm serious about this. Okay. So I just sent in my PayPal link. Yeah. And then... He said, I'm an engineer. I'm into Bitcoin trading. I made my first 300K through Bitcoin training at age 45, and my life has been very luxurious since then. I like listening to music, watching movies, shopping, gym. I'm from Edmonton, but presently in Idaho for some business trips and also to see my sick mom. And then he said, you're taking too long to reply. Try to reply ASAP, okay? Because I wasn't replying. And then he said, the payment method will be through chat because I run a business checking account for over four years and that's how I pay my business partners. So online banking isn't an option, okay? So I'll email you a check and you deposit yourself. Are you okay with that? And I said, LMAO scammer. <laughs> it's a check scam. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm from Edmonton. <laughs> Yeah, Shook. <laughs> love to love to get check scammed by a never again sixty year old man from Edmonton. Him, I'm into Bitcoin, but I can't do online, online banking. Yeah, 
Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, sir. <laughs> Shouldn't you be uh, on dialysis somewhere? <laughs> Don't you have somewhere to go fucking die? <laughs> oh, best man. <laughs> Fine. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was good. Those are some good ones. Mm-hmm. Remember when I got chest stamped? Uh, yeah, I remember. That's why I said never again. Yeah. <laughs> so I got sent a chat by a stranger and I deposited it. That ruled. <sighs> that was fun. Yeah. That was a really good time. When I spent money I didn't have because the, bat- the bank just cleared the chat. Love it. Love to see it. Yeah. Yep. Should we do tweets later? Yeah, I'll do mine first. Okay. All right, so my tweet is from uh, Alex... PTAC in the crisp 4K at PTAK jokes. Oh, he is on Pod Damn America. Yeah. He's been my tweet of the week before. Yeah, he's been your tweet of the week before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to think of an occasion where I could say, oh, this bitch thinks she Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and get in there since you want to add at Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> Go ahead and get where. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this bitch thinks she Garfield. I'm going to make him a meme. Okay. It's going to be a picture of a lasagna that says, go ahead and get it since your ass want to have Garfield. <laughs> Anytime a girl tweets, uh, Ugh, I hate Mondays. Oh, this bitch thinks she Garfield. <laughs> He's very funny. Okay, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, my tweet is from Ben Rosen. Okay. At Ben underscore Rosen. He's been a tweet of the week before, yeah, too. Yeah, he's very funny. He said, comedy is about taking the biggest risk of all, imagining a young version of Sheldon. Young <laughs> 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 Sheldon writers be like, be like I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. <laughs> Pushes boundaries on how much money we can we can make out of one shitty sitcom franchise about nerds who have a friend who's a girl. Every person who thinks that I'm a 12-year-old boy is a comedian pushing boundaries. <laughs> yeah, because they've, they're saying the same thing that everyone has said before them. Mm-hmm. Roth, so Rata and Gay did a tweet uh, where she was like, <laughs> Racism isn't pushing boundaries. It's been done for all time. And I hate Rod Sandy, but I was like, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, she's allowed to have An occasional judgment. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Fuck. Someone did roast her really hard for tweeting about how her lawyer can't say, can't talk about what she said because of privilege. But then she tweeted about something that the lawyer said. And it's like, yeah, lawyer-client privilege works. In one direction. In, in, like, no, in both oh, directions. Oh, both directions, yeah, she yeah. She fucked her lawyer by talking about yeah. shit that they said in session, right? Stupid. Yeah. Love um, to be a professor. Love it. <laughs> when we were in Edmonton, a guy at the open mic tried to give me a tag. He said it was a tag for one of my jokes, but then he couldn't remember what the joke was. And then his whole thing was that I should write a joke about getting molested by a priest because he thought I was a 12-year-old boy. That's funny. Just kidding. And I was like, <laughs> I already have a joke like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, every time someone says priest, I think about how I haven't managed to write a joke about how my childhood priest was a pedophile slash Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> I remember one time you were 
like when we first became friends, you were sending mm-hmm. me the premise for that joke, and I was like, dude, that's never gonna work. No. <laughs> I wish it would, though, because it's so funny. And the problem is, um, audiences don't know about the NFL, and also they hate child rights. The problem is that you're unwilling to switch it to a different sports, more accessible sports team. Like the, like the Toronto I would, Maple Leafs. You know what? I would if the joke was more developed. Yeah. Because I'm not above yeah. trying to make my jokes more accessible by just using, like, an easier team, pop yeah. culture reference or whatever. But um, maybe I'll just add it into my joke where I say, oh, maybe I'll try switching out my childhood priest as a Miami Dolphins fan and also a pedophile. I'll just switch it out for when I say uh, blind scene eye dog. It's too long. What? In the joke where I just yeah. list the names of, like, offensive jokes. Yeah. That I, oh, okay. And so instead of, like, for the... the pedophile t- priest who's also a Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, yeah, but pedophile would have to be the punch, so it would have to be at the end. Miami Dolphins fan priest who's also a pedophile? Yeah, there'd be, like, a pause. <laughs> yeah. There'd have to be, like, my priest... <laughs> My priest for <laughs> my priest cheers for the Miami Dolphins, and also fucks. <laughs> I don't know. This is the workshop, guys. Calm down. When you're listing, <laughs> when you're listing the names of jokes you can't do, it's like a okay. Skip. My priest was a Miami Dolphins fan. Skip. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins fan who's a pedophile. <laughs> okay, <Skip>. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that made sense. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Damn. Lip balm. You know DBM stays moisturized. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we call it? Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, guys. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.